You know, I'm glad it's over at this point. The misery we've experienced as Eagles fans, mostly over these past two months, is finally over. We don't have to suffer any more too close games that made our blood pressure skyrocket, or lose games that we should have won and be the butt of every joke. However, we have a long way to go to get this team back up to where it was. This collapse will be studied in the years to come. What happened in this game? Is Jason Kelsey retiring for good? What will the rest of the playoffs look like? All that and more on this week's episode of Second and Fifteen. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Michael Roscoe, and welcome to episode 23 of Second and 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast. And let's dive into what we're going to talk about on this week's episode. We'll look into my observations of what the hell went wrong in that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk a little bit about Jason Kelsey and what we may or may not see happen from him. And we'll look into the rest of this year's playoff bracket. But first, a little bit of news. Leo Carlin, longtime Eagles ticket manager and Eagles Hall of Famer, passed away on Wednesday at the age of 86. Rest in peace, Leo. You will be missed. The Philadelphia Eagles have officially been eliminated from playoff contention and the season is over with an overall record of 11-7 as they got dismantled by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in a 32-9 wildcard matchup. A Philly fan was observed throwing a bucket of popcorn at head coach Nick Sirianni as he headed into the locker room after that loss. Now listen, I'm pissed at Nick Sirianni too, but to throw a bucket of popcorn at the man as he's heading into the locker room, which a Philly fan was caught doing on camera because someone always catches Philly fans doing shit on camera. Grow the fuck up. This shit is why people can't stand Philly fans and claim that we're the worst fan base ever. Which we are not, and I'll hold true to that. Stop doing childish fucking shit though, especially when you're in public where everyone and their mom has a cell phone to record that shit. In addition to all the technical and logistical issues with the team as well as a whole, coaching, schemes, etc., the way Philly fans act sometimes is why a lot of people pray for our downfall year in and year out. Now don't get me wrong, every fan base has assholes. A TV never survives long in a Cowboys household, and 49ers fans have quick tempers and will fight each other. Not even fans of other teams, but each other everywhere and anywhere. In the stadium, out in the parking lot, in an In-N-Out burger joint in Santa Clara, etc. I won't dive into this more. I love being a Philly fan, and I love my fellow Philly fans. But we gotta get our act straight. I ain't asking for y'all to be model citizens. Just stop doing stupid shit. In other news, no coaches have been fired yet, but we'll keep an eye out because y'all know damn well I want these coordinators out of Philly so bad. And as a most recent update as of like maybe a couple minutes ago, both Howie Roseman and Nick Sirianni have been reaching out to available NFL coaches and coordinators for the 2024 season. So it is likely that Nick Sirianni is here to stay. But on the positive side, we may be seeing some new coordinators that actually might know how to fucking coach football. But we'll continue to follow this story as it comes. 
Defensive end Brandon Graham has reported that he would like to remain at least one more year in Philadelphia calling it a farewell tour. That would be sweet and hopefully a better final year than what this one would have been. And the big news that everyone wants to talk about in the first topic of this week's episode, after 13 years and one hell of a career, Eagles center Jason Kelsey announces to his teammates that he plans on retiring from the NFL. Now, since that day, he's gone on his podcast discussing the subject, saying he didn't make the announcement then to the public on purpose, and how he hasn't made the official statement of retirement. But if he does... He plans on doing so when the time is right and in a respectful manner, which I respect the hell out of. But of course, the fucking media has to run with that shit for views and clout, which also brings out the fucking keyboard warriors saying stupid shit like Eagle so bad you forced him into retirement and damn the birds ran Kelsey out of the league. Like fuck off. I will say though, I saw a lot of negative comments regarding this retirement, most likely from 49ers fans. But like, come on, how can you hate this man? How can you not love this man? This dude is adored by everyone. And it ain't even a question about it. Now, after letting my emotions about this topic settle down and trying to get a sense of everything, I do gotta say the media fucked up on this for him. Let the man say this for himself. Let him be the one to report his own retirement, not the media taking it and blowing it out because he spoke to his teammates. Like, come on. This guy is absolutely loved in the NFL community, regardless of whether people are Philly fans or not. He deserves to go into retirement on his own terms. If he does retire, though, this is what I have to say about it. Jason Kelsey is the GOAT at his position, and it ain't even close. I'm so sad to see this man go, especially with the collapse of the season, but I am happy for him as well as he gets to spend more time with his family. I'm sure his family is excited for him and his next journey, and I know his wife Kylie has been his rock who has spoken out regarding her feelings towards her husband's retirement. He spoke about this in the Kelsey documentary, which if you haven't seen, go fucking watch that. It's really dope. And he has discussed the fears of health issues in older men after playing in the NFL. His main thing, he wants to remember his kids. He doesn't want to get to a point where CTE develops or some other type of brain injury occurs to the point where the most precious and priceless things to an individual, your memories, are stripped away from you. Money, cars, fame, clothes, all that bullshit, they all come and go. Memories are the things that are meant to be taken to the grave. And I sympathize and understand with Jason's decision, if he makes that decision this year, to hang up the helmet. Jason, you deserved a better ending to this season, and if this is your final year, to your career. But you have had one hell of a journey, and we hope in some way you'll remain in the Eagles community, whether that be a coach or an active member of the Eagles Autism Foundation, whatever the case may be. You'll always be an Eagle. You're a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer. This team will not be the same without you but your legacy to it and to the city of Philadelphia will be infinite. Thank you for everything. All right, before I get too emotional thinking about Jason Kelsey and this whole retirement thing, because when this man cries, I think all of America cries as well. Let's dive into my observations from the Tampa Bay Philadelphia Eagles game and basically what went wrong. First, Jalen Hurts couldn't read for shit and 
this may be controversial, you know, based upon the play calling and other things like that, but it was like watching a civilian trying to decipher Morse code. He had wide open targets all across the game and kept feeding it to Smith. That's not discrediting Devontae Smith though, but the man can only do so much before a defense adapts and shuts that down. Now with AJ Brown out, then losing Julio Jones, Smith or Goddard are our best targets, right? But there were countless times where Jalen just threw it up, hoping someone would catch it deep. That's probably why Dallas Goddard was so angry about it. He was wide open numerous times on numerous plays that could have converted on downs. And speaking of which, not a single third or fourth down was converted. My God, when will they learn? Why the fuck do you call a deep ball pass on a third and two? It's two fucking yards. Give the ball to DeAndre Swift, put a tight end on the end of the line to help with the blitz and the blocking, and get the two fucking yards on the ground. It's not rocket science, but apparently it is if you're Brian Johnson. My next observation is probably an obvious one, but injuries bit us in the ass. Now, I'm not saying we would have won that game with A.J. Brown, and that is no hate towards his athletic ability at all, mainly since we played like absolute dog shit all night long. But it sucks that we didn't have A.J. Brown or Sidney Brown or Reed Blankenship out there to help. I would have replaced Bradbury with Sidney Brown after the first quarter, but we'll head on into that later. Next, no new news, but the play calling was definitely the worst this season. The worst. And I can say that now because our season is over and we don't have any other games to make it even worse than that. Every week leading up into this point, I thought it can't get worse. It can't get worse. It can't get worse. And it just continued to get worse beyond my own comprehension. It's like Brian Johnson's playbook was written by ChatGPT or an AI who's never had any data related to football at all. Nick Sirianni has been defending Brian Johnson all season long, and for what? To be embarrassed for two months straight? Speaking of him, if a lot of this offensive scheme is a combination of Sirianni and Johnson, but Sirianni has some executive power over decisions, then he's also the problem. He made the absolute worst decisions I have ever seen in a Philly game in recent years. The middle of the field was wide the fuck open all night long because every defensive play from the Bucks was a blitz. I shit you not, like 80% of it was. At one point, 18 out of 27 consecutive defensive plays were fucking blitzes from the Bucks. He wasted two opportunities to put points on the board, one with an extra point and one with a field goal, but the field goal no call was probably the worst out of those two. It's a fourth and five after a penalty, I believe, and we're in field goal position, yet they decide to go for it despite us playing like ass all night long. And of course they don't convert it because they're feeding it to Smith religiously and the defense picked up on it and stopped it. Speaking of picking up on things, this moves into my next observation. Where the actual fuck were the in-game adjustments? We were running the same shit all night long expecting different results and nothing worked. Nothing. It didn't work in this game. It didn't work in the last game. I don't think it worked 
to our favor in any of the games. If we're down 16 to 3 to the fucking Bucks in the first half, don't you think you would make some type of adjustments? That's just being a smart coach, which apparently after the 2022-2023 season, we no longer have on this team. My next observation, again, probably an obvious one. The defense was non-existent. This defense let Baker Mayfield, who's on his fourth team in probably almost the same amount of years, bomb it to Cade Otten on damn near every pass and let the wide receiver three and fours score on you. Matt Patricia, bye. See ya. Your ass is done. Take Sean Desai with you and get the hell out of Philly. My last observation. This was the worst game of the season. There were no excuses. The worst. You can't say people were checked out because of playoffs because it was a fucking playoff game. You can't say it was bad talent because we have talented players. Give or take a few exceptions. Cough, cough, James Bradbury. It was just bad football. It was the nail in the coffin in this unexpected collapse of our season. And those are just a few of the many overall observations that I had about this game. But if I spoke about all of them, this episode would probably be three hours long. So what does this mean moving forward? There's a lot to unpack after this season. There's a lot of free agents on the team. Coaches' jobs may be on the line or lost. And there's a lot of uncertainty that comes with between seasons, you know, between mock drafts and free agency and sudden trades, you know, Howie Roseman be pulling them shits out of his ass and surprising us. As time rolls on, I'll create other episodes that dive deeper into these topics. But one thing's for sure, if I'm Roseman, I'm more than likely figuring out a way to get James Bradbury off this team. I don't know what the hell happened to him between this season and the season before, but ever since that Super Bowl hold, it has been nothing but downhill for him. The amount of missed tackles in this game was egregious. I don't even know how to explain it. It It's like he was doing that shit on purpose. Like he didn't want to tackle. Like he didn't want to be there. If you don't want to be here, then fine. Get out of here. Because that was just piss poor effort. But again, I'll dive into more of that stuff in future episodes. So let's wrap up this episode with a look at the current playoff bracket. So this weekend we have the divisional round games. Eight teams remain. And four will be eliminated after this one. We have the 49ers versus the Packers, the Bills versus the Chiefs, the Ravens versus the Texans, and the Lions versus the Bucks. I won't go into too much detail on all but maybe one of these, but here's my predictions of who I at least want to win these games. Starting with the 49ers versus the Packers, because I'm going to go into some shit about this. My pick for the winner is is the motherfucking Green Bay Packers. And here's why. The 49ers need to be humbled. Again. And I am praying for the Packers to win this game. 
Honestly, they looked phenomenal against the Cowboys, and in my opinion, have more going for them than the 49ers do. Plus, if you're an Eagles fan, and you probably feel the same way as I do, I hate the 49ers. This is where the bias comes out. I hate the 49ers. Last year, after we put up 31 points on them in the NFC Championship, they've created this rivalry with Philadelphia, with their cheap shot ass players and overwhelming sense of entitlement. The Eagles have lived rent-free in the heads of 49ers players and their fans since then. For fuck's sake, there are TikTok accounts by 49ers fans that are solely dedicated to shitting on the Eagles. Don't believe me? Look up Mikey Locks or Mikey Lock, whatever it is. He's like 40 years old and his TikTok account is basically the very essence of a salty 49ers fan. He goes to Eagles games even when the 49ers are not even playing them just to troll Eagles fans acting like a child and then calls us annoying. He attempts to bait people into doing stupid shit. All bark, no bite, a classic 40 whiner and I hope his team fucking loses. He's been praying for our downfall all year long, so Philly fans, let's join sides with the Cheeseheads and root for a Packers upset. Next game we're looking at, we got the Ravens versus the Texans. Now, I'm originally from Maryland, so I grew up around a lot of Ravens fans. Uh, One of my friends, Kate, is a big Ravens fan. So for her and my other Ravens fans, shout out to those in Maryland and across the country. I'm going with the Ravens to win this game. Now, would I be upset if I saw CJ Stroud and the Texans win? Not necessarily, but I think the Ravens have the advantage in this game. Looking at the Lions versus the Bucks, obviously I'm going to go with the Lions. Fuck Tampa Bay at this point. And the Lions are on a Cinderella-style run, and I don't think that ends this weekend. I'm picking the Lions to win. And the final choice between the Chiefs and the Bills, I'm going to go with the Bills. It's been rough for Buffalo Bills and the fans for a while. From four straight Super Bowl losses to being bullied by the Chiefs in recent years, they need this W especially after their fans ran to the stadium to shovel snow out for 20 bucks an hour. They deserve it. And I know Bills Mafia will be in full swing this weekend, so give me the Bills to win this game. All right, y'all, I'll wrap up this episode with a message to the Eagles fans. This season is now officially in the past. Let's look forward and hope for the best for our boys, those who will be retiring, those who will be staying, And those new to join soon, we are in full support of you and we know you can bounce back from this season. For those of you who've made it to the end of this episode, thank you so much for supporting the entire podcast. I really appreciate those who tune in each week and support me through either social media or just words of affirmation. Any support comes a long way when you're starting out a brand new podcast in a very competitive market. So Thank you for tuning in each week. And for those who are new or if this is your first episode, welcome to the 2nd and 15 family. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear others, you can find episodes of 2nd and 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast on Spotify, 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to message me about anything specific, talk about different things related to the Eagles, have friendly debates and discussions, you can find this show on social media on Facebook and on Instagram. On Facebook, you can find us at Second in 15, a Philadelphia Eagles fan podcast. And on Instagram, you can find us with the handle Second in 15. That's 2ndand15. And if you're wondering what the rest of this show's season will look like now that the birds have been eliminated well you'll just have to stay tuned and listen and you know i don't not gonna give that away but i wish everybody a happy weekend coming up and looking forward to watching some divisional football despite our team not being there it's going to be a fun weekend of football overall so from us at second and 15 remember to stay fly like an eagle and go birds (laughs) 